Chapter Twenty One of the Little Minister. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Little Minister by J. M. Barry. Chapter Twenty One. Night. Margaret. Flashing of a lantern. That evening the little minister sat silently in his parlor. Darkness came, and with it weavers rose heavy-eyed from their looms, sleepy children sought their mothers, and the gate of the field above the manse fell forward to let cows pass to their byre. The great Bible was produced in many homes, and the ten o'clock bell clanged its last word to the night. Margaret had allowed the lamp to burn low, thinking that her boy slept. She moved softly to his side and spread her shawl over his knees. He had forgotten her. The doctor's warning scarcely troubled him. He was Babby's lover. The mystery of her was only a veil hiding her from other men, and he was looking through it upon the face of his beloved. It was a night of long ago, but can you not see my dear Margaret still as she bends over her son? Not twice in many days dared the minister snatch a moment's sleep from grey morning to midnight, and when this did happen he jumped up by and by in shame to revile himself for an idler, and ask his mother wrathfully why she had not tumbled him out of his chair. To-night Margaret was divided between a desire to let him sleep and a fear of his self-reproach when he awoke, and so, perhaps, the tear fell that roused him. "'I did not like to waken you,' Margaret said, apprehensively. "'You must have been very tired, Gavin.' "'I was not sleeping, mother,' he said slowly. "'I was only thinking.' "'Ah, oh, Gavin, you never rise from your loom. "'It is hardly fair that your hands should be so full of other people's troubles.' "'They only fill one hand, mother. "'I carry the people's joys in the other hand, "'and that keeps me erect, like a woman between her pan and pitcher. "'I think the joys have outweighed the sorrows since we came here. "'It has been all joy to me, Gavin, for you never tell me of the sorrows. "'And old woman has no right to be so happy.' "'Old woman, mother!' said Gavin, but his indignation was vain. Margaret was an old woman. I made her old before her time. As for these terrible troubles, he went on, I forget them the moment I enter the garden and see you at your window, and maybe I keep some of the joys from you as well as the troubles. Words about Babby leapt to his mouth, but with an effort he restrained them. He must not tell his mother of her until Babby of her free will had told him all there was to tell. I had been a selfish woman, Gavin. You selfish, mother? Gavin said, smiling. Tell me when you did not think of others before yourself. Always, Gavin. Has it not been selfishness to hope that you would never want to bring another mistress to the manse? Do you remember how angry you used to be in Glasgow when I said that you would marry some day? I remember, Gavin said, sadly. Yes, you used to say, don't speak of such a thing mother for the horrid thought of it is enough to drive all hebrew out of my head was not that lightning just now i did not see it what a memory you have mother for all the boyish things i said i can't deny margaret admitted with a sigh that i like to hear you speak in that way though i knew you would go back on your word you see you have changed already how mother asked gavin surprised you said just now that those were boyish speeches. Gavin, I can't understand the mothers who are glad to see their sons married. Loy had a dozen. I believe it would be a wrench to lose one of them. It would be different with daughters. 
you are laughing gavin yes at your reference to daughters would you not have preferred me to be a girl deed i would not answered margaret with tremendous conviction gavin every woman on earth be she rich or poor good or bad offers up one prayer about her firstborn and that is may he be a boy i think you are wrong mother the banker's wife told me that there is nothing for which she thanks the lord so much as that all her children are girls may she be forgiven for that gavin exclaimed margaret though she maybe did right to put the best face on her humiliation no no there are many kinds of women in the world but there never was one yet that did not want to begin with a laddie you can speculate about a boy so much more than about a girl gavin what is it a woman thinks about the day her son is born yes and the day before too she is picturing him a grown-up man a slip of a lassie taking him from her ay that is where the lassies have their revenge on the mothers i remember as if it were this morning a harvey fishwife patting your head and asking who was your sweetheart and i could never thole that woman again we were at the door of the cottage and i mind i gripped you up in my arms you had on a tartan frock with a sash and diamond stocks when i look back gavin it seems to me that you have shot up from that frock to manhood in a single hour there are not many mothers like you gavin said laying his hand fondly on margaret's shoulder there are many better mothers but few such sons it is easily seen why god could not afford to me another gavin i am sure that was lightning i think it was but don't be alarmed mother i am never frightened when you are with me and i always will be with you ah uh, if you were married do you think asked gavin indignantly that it would make any difference to you margaret did not answer she knew what difference it would make except continued gavin with a man's obtuseness that you would have a daughter as well as a son to love you and take care of you margaret could have told him that men give themselves away needlessly who marry for the sake of their mother but all she said was gavin i see you can speak more composedly of marion now than you spoke a year ago if i did not know better i should think a thrums young lady had got hold of you it was a moment before gavin replied then he said gaily really mother the way the best of women speak of each other is lamentable you say i should be better married and then you take for granted that every marriageable woman in the neighbourhood is trying to kidnap me i am sure you did not take my father by force in that way he did not see that margaret trembled at the mention of his father he never knew that she was many times pining to lay her head upon his breast and tell him of me yet i cannot but believe that she always shook when adam dishart was spoken of between them i cannot think that the long cherishing of the secret which was hers and mine kept her face steady when that horror suddenly confronted her as now gavin would have suspected much had he ever suspected anything i know margaret said courageously that you would be better married but when it comes to selecting the woman i grow fearful oh gavin she said earnestly it is an awful thing to marry the wrong man here in a moment she had revealed much though far from all and there must have been many such moments between them but gavin was thinking of his own affairs you mean the wrong woman don't you mother he said and she hastened to agree but it was the wrong man she meant the difficulty i suppose is to hit upon the right one gavin said blithely to know which is the right one in time answered margaret solemnly but i am saying nothing against the young ladies of thrums gavin 
though i have scarcely seen them i know there are good women among them jean says i believe mother gavin interposed reproachfully that you have been questioning jean about them just because i was afraid i mean because i fancied uh, you might be taking a liking to one of them and what is jean's verdict she says every one of them would jump at you like a bird at a berry but the berry cannot be divided how would miss pennyquick please you mother gavin cried margaret in consternation you don't mean to oh but you are laughing at me again then there is the banker's daughter i can't thole her why i question if you ever set eyes on her mother perhaps not gavin but i have suspected her ever since she offered to become one of your tract distributors the doctor said gavin not ill pleased was saying that either of these ladies would suit me what business has he asked margaret vindictively to put such thoughts into your head but he only did as you are doing mother i see you will never be satisfied without selecting the woman for me yourself ay gavin said margaret earnestly and i question if i should be satisfied even then but i am sure i should be a better guard to you than dr mcqueen is oh i am convinced of that but i wonder what sort of woman would content you whoever pleased you gavin would content me margaret ventured to maintain you would only take to a clever woman she must be nearly as clever as you mother hoots gavin said margaret smiling i'm not to be caught with chaff i am a stupid ignorant woman then i must look out for a stupid ignorant woman for that seems to be the kind i like answered gavin of whom i may confess here something that has to be told sooner or later it is this he never realized that babbie was a great deal cleverer than himself forgive him you who read if you have any tolerance for the creature man she will be terribly learned in languages pursued margaret so that she may follow you in your studies as i have never been able to do your face has helped me more than hebrew mother replied gavin i will give her no marks for languages at any rate margaret insisted she must be a grand housekeeper and very thrifty as for that gavin said faltering a little one can't expect it of a mere girl i should expect it maintained his mother no no but she would have you said gavin happily to teach her housekeeping it would be a pleasant occupation to me that margaret admitted and she would soon learn she would be so proud of her position as mistress of a manse perhaps gavin said doubtfully he had no doubt on the subject in his college days and we can take for granted continued his mother that she is a lassie of fine character of course said gavin holding his head high as if he thought the doctor might be watching him i have thought margaret went on that there was a great deal of wisdom in what you said at that last marriage in the manse the one where you remember the best man and the bridesmaid joined hands instead of the bride and the bridegroom what did i say asked the little minister with misgivings that there was a great danger when people married out of their own rank of life oh um well of course that would depend on circumstances they were wise words gavin there was the sermon too that you preached a month or two ago against marrying into other denominations jean told me that it greatly impressed the congregation it is a sad sight as you say to see an idle lassie changing her faith because her man belongs to the U.P.s. did i say that you did and it so struck jean that she told me she would rather be an old maid for life the which she said is a dismal prospect than marry out of the yald leek kirk 
perhaps that was a rather narrow view i took mother after all the fitting thing is that the wife should go with her husband especially if it is he that is the outlet i don't hold with narrowness myself gavin margaret said with an effort and admit that there are many respectable persons in the other denominations but though a weaver might take a wife from another kirk without much scandal an idlet minister's madam must be idlet born and bred the congregation would expect no less i doubt if they would be sure of her if she came from some other idlet kirk deed though she came from our own kirk i'm thinking the session would want to catechise her ay and if all you tell me of lang thomas be true for as you know i never spoke to him i warrant he would catechise the session i would brook no interference from my session said gavin knitting his brows and i do not consider it necessary that a minister's wife should have been brought up in his denomination of course she would join it we must make allowance mother for the thousands of young women who live in places where there is no ugly kirk you can pity them gavin said margaret without marrying them a minister has his congregation to think of hmm. so the doctor says interposed her son then it was just like his presumption cried margaret a minister should marry to please himself decidedly he should gavin agreed eagerly and the bounden duty of the congregation is to respect and honour his choice if they forget that duty his is to remind them of it ah well gavin margaret said confidently your congregation are so fond of you that your choice would doubtless be theirs jean tells me that even lang thomas though he is so obstinate has a love for you passing the love of woman these were her words jean is more sentimental than you might think i wish he would show his love said gavin by contradicting me less frequently you have rob doubt away against him no i cannot make out what has come over rob lately he is drinking heavily again and avoiding me but lightning is becoming very vivid yes and i hear no thunder there is another thing gavin i am one of those that like to sit at home but if you had a wife she would visit the congregation a truly religious wife would be a great help to you religious gavin repeated slowly yes but some people are religious without speaking of it if a woman is good she is religious a good woman who has been let us say foolishly brought up only needs to be shown the right way to tread it mother i question if any man minister or layman ever yet fell in love because the woman was thrifty or clever or went to church twice on sabbath i believe that is true margaret said and i would not have it otherwise but it is an awful thing gavin as you said from the pulpit two weeks ago to worship only at a beautiful face you think too much about what i say in the pulpit mother gavin said with a sigh though of course a man who fell in love merely with a face would be a contemptible creature yet i see that women do not understand how beauty affects a man yes yes my boy oh indeed they do said margaret who on some matters knew far more than her son twelve o'clock struck and she rose to go to bed alarmed lest she should not waken early in the morning but i'm afraid i shan't sleep she said if that lightning continues it is harmless gavin answered going to the window he started back next moment and crying don't look out mother hastily pulled down the blind why gavin margaret said in fear you look as if it had struck you oh no gavin answered with a forced laugh and he lit her lamp for her but it had struck him though it was not lightning it was the flashing of a lantern against the window to attract his attention and the holder of the lantern was babby good night mother 
night, Gavin. Don't sit up any later. End of chapter 21